If you got your Bibles this morning, go ahead and turn to Matthew 25, Matthew 25, 34. Matthew 25, 34, <clears throat> we'll, we'll read that here in just a few moments. Talking about reach, teach, and serve, return to the well. We'll go ahead and read this and then we'll go from there. It says, then the king will say to those on the right, come you who are blessed of my father. Is anybody here that's blessed of the father this morning? Yeah. Is there? Yeah. All right. Who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Go ahead. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Thank you. So we can see here that Jesus is telling us just few of the things that he wants us to do concerning reach, teach, and serve. And that's really where I want to start this morning is reach, teach, and serve. And then we will get into the returning of the well. And as most of you know, reach, teach, and serve has been uh, had been the mission statement for Orchardville Church for a long time. And I, I would say it probably always will be the mission statement of Orchardville Church. It's so important uh, that we know this, uh, the mission statement, so we know what to keep to the forefront of our minds and the forefront of our ministries. And the first word you see there is reach. The second is teach, and the third is serve. And if you'll notice, each one of those words require action. They require energy. They require commitment. They require dedication. And what, one of the reasons is, is because, you know, anything that God has called us to do, and really this could possibly be one of the most difficult things about Christianity is that God calls us to do things, but he don't call us to do them just for a week or two or on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning. He calls us to be an active part of his family for a lifetime. And if for any of you that have been, that worked at a place for very long at all, you know, if you've, if you've worked at the same place or if you've even been married for, for 10 or 15 years, you know that's a long time. And you know, during those 10 or 15 or maybe even 20 years, there's a lot of different circumstances that can come up that can cause you to want to quit, can cause us to want to stop, to do something different, to go a different direction, to lose our zeal, to lose our compassion. But God wants us to stay focused on him, and we should stay focused on reaching teaching, and serving. Look at the word reach, first of all. God has commanded us to reach. He tells us to go into all the world and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's wanting us to reach out, outside of these walls. Reach out, not only around the world, but even to our neighbors and our friends and the 
people at the convenience store and the people we work with and even family members. And yes, even our actual neighbors. But it requires effort. It requires a commitment to reach. And let me tell you, let me just give you just a quick side note. You know, God opens doors for us to reach. He opens doors for us to walk through. But if, if, the, if your experiences are like mine, those doors don't stay open forever. God might open a door for you to witness to somebody, but that door might not be open tomorrow. It might be closed tomorrow. So whenever, when God opens a door, we need to reach through that door. We need to be ready. We need to focus our mind. When, when we set out for the day, we need to focus our mind and determine that God is going to use me today. God is going to bring somebody to the forefront of my life, and I've got something for them. You see, we have power inside of us. And it's just laying there. It's laying there dormant. It's laying there dormant. It's just laying there. Everybody's awake now, aren't they? Amen. You know, sometimes you just got to stir things up a little bit. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put this piece of gum in my mouth. Because you're not supposed to do that when you're speaking publicly. But we have this power inside of us. And it's laying in there. It's just laying in there. And you know what? If you don't ever tap into that power, if you don't ever make a withdrawal on that power, you'll never know it's there. It'll just lay there. If you don't ever speak out or if you don't ever declare or if you don't ever take a stand, you'll never know what you're made out of. And in turn, you'll never know what God's made out of. If you never stand up against the school board, if you never get get a politician's ear or a school board member's ear, you'll never know what's inside of you. You'll never know. And this whole idea that us Christians are supposed to be timid and quiet, that's exactly what the enemy wants. He don't want you to say nothing. Don't speak the word of God. Don't try to influence nobody. Don't try to influence the schools around you. Don't try to influence the teachers. Don't try to do any of that stuff. He wants us to be quiet. Let me tell you, the enemy, the devil, he is so afraid of this sleeping giant, the church. He knows if we ever get a fire burning inside of us and if we ever find out who we are in Christ Jesus and what is ours in Christ Jesus, if we ever find that out, there will be very few people end up in hell. These churches will be full. It don't matter if it's this church or a small church way out in the country. If we ever start seeing the power of the Holy Spirit show up in the church, that's when things will turn around. Now, let me tell you about a misconception. As you can tell, I'm way off my sermon by now. All right. 
Let me tell you a misconception. Let me tell you a misconception about the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's lots of misconceptions. Because if anybody, if, uh, okay, let's just, we'll start from the beginning. God is in heaven. Jesus is where? At his right hand. Where is the Holy Spirit at? He's right here on earth, right? Okay, this is a misconception. Is that, oh, we ask God to pour out your Holy Spirit upon the church, and we pray that, right? Sure we do. We pray that. But here's the misconception. You see, whenever you walked in that doors, you brought the Holy Ghost with you. You brought the power in with you. You see, before you walked in, it wasn't here. So you've got that power inside of you. And I'll tell you what, I, I truly believe that God is to the point. I really think we're to the point in history where the games are going to be over. The little, the little tootsie, the little tootsie things is going to be over. You are either going to be sold out to God and on fire for him, or you're going to get trampled under and pushed to the side. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying these things because I'm mad at you. I'm saying these things because these are from the throne of God. And God has done so much. We heard uh, tongues and interpretation last week. That just come to my mind. We, just, we heard that last week. And the essence of it was that God has given us his son. He has brought us from darkness into sonship. We are heirs to the throne. We are chosen generation. Also, God has given us his spirit here inside of us to go and do his work. What more can he do for us? What more can he do? I'll tell you what God's not going to do. He's not going to say, can I borrow you a minute? He's not going to get you, but he's not going to say, come on, Rob. Rob, come on, come on. He's not going to do that. Yeah. He's not, don't, how many of you wish he'd do that to you? Huh? I wish he'd do that to me sometimes, wouldn't you? I do. Wouldn't it be a lot easier if he would do that to us? That's not the way God works. No. No. You know, in the Old Testament, uh, the, the scripture says, it's a small, still voice is how he leads us. It's a small, still voice. Small, still voice. So see, here it is. Now, don't take me wrong. You know, I, I know and I believe and I understand that Orchardville Church is so blessed with gifted individuals. Praise the Lord for that. But there are giftings and talents from the Holy Spirit that are laying dormant here today. There's no condemnation in that. What it is, it's a learning process. It's a learning process. And if there's anything that God wants us to do, he just wants us to get a little closer to him each and every day. No, no running, jumping, my, milestones to him, but just every day get a little closer to him. Every day. That, that's, why, that's why Pastor Mark would always say, and I, and I tell you on a continual basis, read two chapters a day. Because you can't do it on your own. 
That's what the Lord spoke to me early in the year. We, we know what we need to do. I, I, I bet I could ask anyone here and every one of you would know that, yeah, I need to witness. Well, we know that. We know that. Yeah, we need to share our faith. We, we know that. Uh, yeah, I need to love. I need to forgive. I need to pray. I need to read my Bible. We know all of that. But see, we can't do it on our own. We can only do it if we tap into that well. We can only do it if we tap into that well that pours out his, his, his power inside of us and his love inside of us only when we go to that well. You know what happens if you, if you don't go to the well, don't you? You get dry. You get dry and you get stale. And the next thing you know, we're just singing songs and yada da dee da And where's your Bible? I don't know where my Bible, Bible is. I haven't seen my Bible in a couple months. Anybody seen my the next thing you know, we're, we're, we're dry and we're stale and, and we're going through this religion and we're just going to, going to church. Well, we might. No, let's, let's not go today. It's raining out. Let's just stay home. But see, that's what happens when we don't go to the well. And we got to go to the well. We got to go to the well that changed us to begin with. The well that set us free. The well that we went to when we got saved. The well that was given to us by our heavenly father. The well, the, the, the cross and his word and his presence and his grace and his mercy. The well that contains everything that we need. But if we don't go there, if we don't go to that well, we stay dry and thirsty and it's just don't. It's just not working, you know, and you get bored. And the next thing you know, we're doing something else, and Sunday's not important, and God's not important, and we lost our Bible, and, everything, and every, everything, is, everything is messed up in our life. We don't know why, because we think we've been doing everything. But the truth is, we haven't went to the well for a long time. The well. Oh, the well. The well. We're just going to look at in Matthew 25. All right, the importance of the well. In Matthew 25, this is a <clears throat> this is the first judgment of five different judgments in the Bible. And this is the Jesus said, he told believers, you are believers, right? He told his believers, I was hungry and who fed him? He was talking to believers. Jesus says, I was hungry and he says, you fed me. He says, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Who gave him something to drink? Who did? Who? Did somebody give Jesus something to drink? Anybody over here? Did anybody give Jesus something to drink? Have you? He says, I was in prison and who, who come to see him? Who? Did somebody go see Jesus? I was sick and did somebody go see Jesus when he was sick? And then 
the saints, the believers, if we get on down to verse 38, the saints, believers, they, they said, Lord, when did, when did we come and see you? When did we feed you? When did we give you something to drink? And then in verse 40, Jesus says, <clears throat> Jesus says in verse 40, he says, what you do to the least of these, you've done unto me. So think of it like this. Just think for a minute. What would you do for Jesus? Okay? Well, what would you do for him? Okay, if, if you knew that Jesus was in prison, if you knew that he was in the hospital, if you knew that he was thirsty, if you knew that he was hungry, what, what would you do? Would you call the pastor? Would you call the Orterville staff? Would you? This is just a legitimate question. Hey, I'll tell you what, folks, I don't, you know, uh, I really feel like one of my number one responsibilities as a pastor is to tell you the truth. Because, man, I, I don't want to get up there and stand before the Lord and him say, why didn't you tell him? I'd rather stand before you guys in judgment than God in judgment. So, I mean, now, so isn't that a legitimate question? What would you do if you knew Jesus was in jail or in the hospital or needed a drink or needed a food? What would you do? When Jesus said, what you do for the least of these, you've done unto me. So the next time that you hear someone that needing food or a drink or an invite or a ride or something like that, just remember, in God's eyes, in God's eyes, it's Jesus needing a ride. It's Jesus needing a, a meal. It's him needing a drink. Stand, stand with me, please. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> you know what? That busted the top right off that pulpit. But you know what? If that got somebody's attention and ended up speaking to somebody's heart, the importance of that, I would set that thing on fire and burn it and buy another one tomorrow. Stuff. Stuff. Am I the only one that deals with stuff? We have so much distraction. Hey, I'll just talk about myself for a while. So many distractions. So many distractions. Things. Things and Am I the only one? So think just for a minute. What, 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 what are, what's your distractions? 
Now, there's no condemnation in this. I mean, we're just, we're individuals. We're just, you know, we live here on this fallen earth. We're, you know, we're children of God. But we all have distractions. But this morning, the Lord is wanting to tell us all, no matter how important the distractions There's nothing more important than him. And there's nothing more important than the needy that's around us. Absolutely nothing. Now that's what the Lord's dealing with me about. I'll just be honest with you. Does anybody want to make a difference? in somebody's life in in this world you know we really do have inside of us the power to change somebody's world what if you had the ability and the finances to bless somebody with a million dollars what if you had that ability what if you had the resources to do that? Just find a, find a family and just say, I'm going to bless you with a million dollars. Do with it whatever you want. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't have those resources. And most of you do not have those resources. But you do have a resource then that, that can make more difference in their life than a million dollars. You have a light that's shining inside of you. And there's people around that need that. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, somebody needs to see your smile. Everywhere you go, somebody needs to see your wave. They need to see a, a, a positive influence on your face. Everywhere you go, We can all relate to a million dollar blessing. But sometimes we find it hard to relate to an eternal blessing. A blessing that can change the dad, the mom, the grandkids for generations to come. Change entire families for generations to come. Better than a million dollars. Better than a new car. Better than giving away a free home. It's the life of God. Eternity. Oh, Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father. Praise you, Father. If you need more power in your life, more strength in your life, I ask you to come. If you, uh, I don't, I don't have to pray for you. We don't have to pray for you. But what these, what these steps represent, they represent the throne of God. And I will give you that, yeah, you can stand right where you're at and, and you can pray right there. But I'll tell you what, it takes faith to walk up here 
and bow down and pray to God. And God sees that. It's one thing to do it right where you're standing at. But it means a whole lot more to God and it'll mean a lot more to you too if you come up here and bow down before him. But please come. If you have a need this morning, if you need to come to the well this morning, if you need to a fresh touch from God, if you need to change directions, I ask you to come. I hope and pray that you've seen my heart this morning and 
and you've heard the heart of the Lord is we have a lot of work to do as a body of Christ we have a lot of work to do it starts by reaching and then teaching you know that's really the hardest part is the teaching takes time takes time to raise people up takes time to train people and then the serving the hard part it's easy to agree with some of the words spoken here or disagree that's that's up to you but it's harder to agree tomorrow than it is today And that's where the battle is. It's tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. I encourage you, keep that fire burning inside of you. Don't let it go out. Fan that flame. Amen. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.